یہ انٹرنیشنل گیم ہے اس میں دماغ سے کھیلا جاتا ہے غصے سے نہیں Hello everybody and welcome to episode 56 of Hoop Darshan. Hoop Darshan. Episode number 56 Karan we're uh, officially in those places where there's like there's just nothing good related to number 56. There's three players ever who have won the number and I'll tell you these names see if you can if you can recollect anything about these guys at all. So Fran- Francisco Elson who played for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, in uh, 2004, 2005, and 2006. Yeah, I, that name rings a bell, but that's all it does. <laughs> Brandon Hunter, who played for Boston Celtics in 2004. Don't know who that is. And Sean Williams, who played for the Celtics in 2012. Uh, I, that's probably the name I recognize most out of yeah. these three. But uh, yeah, nothing to write home about. And in terms of the 1956 NBA champions, is a team called Philadelphia Warriors. which don't exist anymore and they defeated a team called Fort Wayne Pistons who also don't exist anymore I so, mean the Philadelphia Warriors have eventually become the Golden State Warriors yeah because they moved from San Francisco and then changed their name uh-huh. uh, so yeah there's we know them do <laughs> we uh, the 1955-56 season cool so that's our our a random blip of nba history based on <laughs> based on our episode number 56 that's right but uh here we are and we are, we are talking about something something's completely different from um nba history for this episode aren't we that's right it's a lot of lot of india basketball stuff um yep. largely tied to the concept of india basketball but of course um few other things as well we'll we'll see in we'll talk about it in due time but before that we've got yeah. to hit our uh, india basketball news bulletin so to say um unfortunately it's not a good start karan uh, yeah the fiba asia qualifiers that we spoke about in the previous episode the game against lebanon away the away game and the home game in bangalore against syria both were losses um not not ideal right not ideal at all so um yeah uh India played in the first of its kind so of FIBA is trying this for the first time uh, the FIBA basketball world cup is is in 2019 in China and they are doing what uh, FIFA has done for the football world cup for i mean pretty much forever is that instead of having um instead of having the qualifiers based on uh, championships they're having qualifiers based on home and away groups so what it does is that i think um, like for India for example India has a I mean even before this these qualifiers began India had a very small chance of even sniffing at the World Cup but what it did was it gave us an opportunity to play more international games against better uh better teams that we might not usually play against too mm-hmm. and get to host a bunch of international games at home so I I'm a pro- I, I know that in the, um in Europe and the and the USA where all the top players have leagues during this time it's a problem um but I like it I like that it works out for India Unfortunately, it did not work out for India in these games. Uh, we lost our very first game to Lebanon in Lebanon, which was understandable. Um, I, yeah. You know, they are a better team, and we were playing away from home. And of course, we were playing without um, two of our best three players, uh, Vishesh Bhigwanshi, who I, I can't 
underscore enough how important he is as pretty much India's only elite guard. He's the yeah. only elite playmaker we have. I have a lot of hope for the other playmakers, but unfortunately, they're not at the elite level yet. And we played without uh, our, our our main man, Amjot Singh, who's you know who's who's earning uh, valuable bench minutes for the OKC Blue in the G League. So we lost that game in Lebanon, but more shockingly, we lost the home game against Syria. And we didn't just lose it; we just played uninspiring basketball. Um, Amrit Pal didn't play in the home game; he had a family issue. So uh, our best player had to be Satnam Singh. Who played okay? I think he averaged like I don't know, 11 or 12 points a game in the two, um, in in the two matchups. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, this is a bad start. The Syria home game was most likely going to be our best chance of getting a, a qualifier victory in the first round, and we've lost that. Who's the other team in the in the group? Uh, other team is Jordan. So okay. our next games are going to be in February. Yeah. Um, and I have uh, spoke. Uh, I recently spoke to Amjot, who's in uh, who's in Oklahoma, and we can talk about our conversation later. I'm writing a very very fun article about him, sort of making a you know fitting into lifestyle as an Indian in Oklahoma in Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. and meeting Russell Westbrook while he was in the process. Uh, but but he said that he's he's looking forward to come back for the February games for India. So that would be a big help. But I don't know. I mean, our chances look very bleak now. It's true. Um, speaking of speaking of the other India basketball-related news, so the UBA league, which has gone from strength to strength each season, uh, which which kind of fits our like weekly rant of not India not having a basketball professional league, but it, it's there. Yeah. UBA say it's more like a tournament, like we say. But they're now doing a pro camp in the US, um, yeah. and, and Satnam and all the other bigger name players who who take part in the UBA usually uh, are also there. So, what can you tell us about this, Karan? Um, so, this is, I think, their third year of doing this pro camp. What they do is that the UBA takes the best um, whatever number of players. I think this year there were about twenty players from India that went. Uh, well, the exact sorry, there were twelve players from India. And then uh, Satnam joined later, so he made it 13. And a bunch of other um, NRI players from the US and Canada and a bunch of American players, uh, I mean, just just flat American without with no Indian origin, who have played in the UBA in the past or who hope to play in the UBA for the upcoming season. So it's a, uh, it's a camp of, I don't know, about 40 or 50 players in Phoenix. And they, they, they go hard. They basically, they train at, at an elite level. They play in um, very competitive games against each other, and I think I I love what this does for the Indian players. I think for them to go out and, and experience the, the the practice discipline, the infrastructure that uh, the American players bring in, because I think um, and we've had this criticism before. As much as um, uh, as much as we respect the, the the talent in India, I think because of the habit of there being no pro league, and therefore a lot of Indian players thinking that. Uh, a government job is as good as it's gonna get. That's that's the ceiling. Yeah. There's a lot of. Uh, I, I, I think there's a lot of early satisfaction. I think our players, and I think when they play with a bunch of these American players, they see the sort of hunger to, to keep grinding. You know, mm-hmm. I, I for so many of these American players, they uh, the UBA is maybe the last option for them. Like, why would they want to come all the way to India, to play in this league, right? Um, but but they're still working their butts off, you know. So 
I I love the kind of mentality it's passing on, uh, and uh, and my my hope will be that eventually our Indian stars will learn from them and then get better than them. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, just just having that sort of um, structure in place for them to, you know, put some amount of serious work into the into the league or into just just a, having a structure there is going to be massive for our players. They don't they don't really get that uh, year in year out, and like you said. they get a bit happy with the government job status it's really nice that some of the players have this new opportunity um, and and just it's just going to help the game grow in the country uh speaking of new opportunities koshik uh you were in person to see our main man amritpal singh pl- uh, play a few minutes of basketball in melbourne tell us everything that's right uh, so i was really excited to go to the Sydney Kings versus Melbourne United game. Melbourne United is the worst team, worst name for a basketball team. I was uh, going to confirm they're called Melbourne United. They are. So <laughs> they they used to be called the Melbourne Tigers here like they that's a really rich and glorious Generic. history. Um yeah. like even the likes of Andrew Gaze and stuff like that they they've played here. Um yeah. but that club went defunct because of like financial troubles and everything. So um mm-hmm. somebody revived it but they didn't not want to keep the old tigers name for yeah. like sponsorship reasons so then they came up with melbourne united which is just really weird uh yeah but yeah it, it, they, these are two teams that play in australia's national basketball league the main uh, main and the two biggest the cities two biggest in teams. in australia that's yeah. right the two biggest cities but not anywhere close to the two best teams so it's the lakers <laughs> versus knicks of uh, the nbl you could say that um you could say that <laughs> But was, <laughs> the Lakers was the Knicks for the classic game. We'll talk about that in like twenty-five for sure. minutes time. For sure. <laughs> um, the Hoop Darshan Derby. That's right. <laughs> Friendliest derby in the world. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was an interesting game. Um, it was my first live NBL experience, so I was actually oh, blown, wow. I was actually blown away by the quality of like of an experience that they sell in terms of um, like. just the entertainment surrounding the game and like this um you'd almost think like you're in an nba light game just not the same kind of quality in in basketball but um it's a really fun experience and i think it helped um that like it's happening in like the school holiday season here so there's just oh, plen- nice. plenty of kids and they're all super enthusiastic super excited about um supporting the home team so it's um it was nice to be like one of 15 people supporting the Sydney Kings I think. <laughs> oh um, really? Yeah. I was going to ask you that. So uh because I would imagine are you trying to be a Melbourne fan or have you just chosen Sydney now because of Amrit Amrit Pal? Yeah, it's more Where do your loyalties lie? It's definitely the latter. So I don't know okay. uh, if I'm like a lifelong Sydney Kings fan but I'm definitely one for the moment. <laughs> uh yeah, so I I wanted to wear a shirt that said Sing is King but I couldn't get one made in time. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, I went with a couple of my friends here who are um like varied levels of basketball fans one of them mm-hmm. is is pretty full on um NBA fan and like follows Indian basketball to a decent ex- extent as well like we we've, we've interacted with him on Twitter uh, current his name yeah. is Tejas um, Yeah yeah shout him out Yeah shout out to Tejas jazz_cb on um on Twitter if I remember right um extremely like Cleveland based fan but It's okay. It's a good follow on the on on Twitter, <laughs> uh, and another one of my like college juniors who's moved here to study recently. So that um, he's a big NBA fan, but 
kind of doesn't know anything else about indian basketball <laughs> so, which is what like 95% of basketball fans in india are <laughs> fair enough so uh, so did um did uh, uh, uh amripal got to play a few minutes i i heard like 10 minutes yeah uh, 10 would probably be stretching it um it was a okay. it was a blowout um and sydney were really really crap um, oh wow they were trailing by nearly 25 points when Am- amritpal first stepped into the game um he so normally what what i've noticed in the in this season is that amritpal gets about 4 or 5 minutes of time uh, time per game in in the second quarter uh, it's a really weird like sort of rotation where um he's clearly like the third best center that they have um okay. one of them is a starter the other one is like a young australian player who played 4 years in kentucky and came back to you know to play pro in in australia so he's the young prospect that they're trying to develop and then there's amritpal who gets some filler minutes in in every game so that that used to be the rotation but what happened over the last two or three games was that amritpal took a break to go to india to play or to the qualifiers to the qualifiers yeah. um so he kind of lost the rhythm in practice and everything so uh, for the for the last two games he's um he did not get a chance to play so i was quite worried about that i thought that might yeah. continue uh especially because there was a sydney versus melbourne game about a month ago when i when i was in india and that game he actually started so yeah. uh, i was like am i going to miss the starting game to not see him uh, but yeah. i was glad that you know um, in the first two or three quarters we were all praying for a blowout because that we thought was the <laughs> only chance for to, for us to see him with <laughs> So we got yeah. him, we got to see him for about 5 minutes um he were there other indians in the crowd cheering up on him or were you guys the, no, the only I, th- i think we were probably the only three people <laughs> okay <laughs> who noticed that there are singers in the game that's right so the moment amritpal came in um it was actually a like a really heated moment where a couple of the players started going against each other and i the, saw that yeah and the starting center uh, was about to get ejected i think and the coach pulled him out before he could do anything worse so Damn. there was like a brief moment of silence where people were trying to figure out what's going on and then amritpal got on um and like he removed his sh- shirt and was just tucking in his jersey and everything and the three of us just stood up and like we were the only voices in the crowd that are screaming yeah <laughs> that's awesome yeah that's fun. um so yeah so how did he play did he yeah i i think um i think the like, key he tries to do his best no matter what happens um mm-hmm. he's i think he's clearly like not at the level of uh, the average nbl player uh, the game is a bit fast for him and um, yeah uh, and he tends to like struggle to keep up in defensive coverages because they they always put him in mismatches and he ends up having to you know run too much or like chase someone who's much quicker and he ends up fouling a lot based and mm-hmm. and, and that kind of continued as well but he's also 6 foot 10 and he's like one of the biggest players yeah. in the whole league um and like a lot of people say you can't teach height so you can see yeah. that very very clearly um so he he makes uh, the most of his opportunity and usually gets like one or two underboards uh for every minute that he plays uh, and and he made one this time as well and he sets he does his job he sets good screens he sets mm-hmm. uh like he tries to be active In, in the whole play call but just sydney kings is such a uh, it's a team of misfits 
a lot of mm. people who try to do their own thing uh, there's not really much teamwork so it's difficult for someone like amritpal to really stand out because he doesn't have the solo game himself he's a yeah he's, yeah. he's, he's he, quite a team player <laughs> he seems like the kind of guy who would flourish with like a pick and pop kind of point guard yeah, like a right. like, like like a point guard who passes for it but also has a decent jump shot Yeah. Amrit Pal will be really good setting screens and rolling in or or popping out cuz he's got not not a great but like a not bad jumper either. That's right. Um and so so he, and he's not someone like Amjot who can kind of create for himself on his own. So he and he's not one of those typical back to the basket type post up yeah, players yeah. either. So uh I think he's probably not in the best team for his game. But mm. that said like like any Indian player who gets chances like this he just You can see him trying, yeah, he's, trying 100%. He's, he's 100%. making history. He is. Yeah. And he he gives it his absolute best and you can see that in every little um thing. That's been, awesome to hear. So you and then you uh, you got a chance to sp- uh, speak to him and interview him a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um I was really so Was that after the game? That was after the game. So I um I got his contact a few minutes before um the start of the game and I I tried to reach out to him. and asked him you know is it okay if i come meet you and he was really chilled out about it he said yeah sure I, no problem of course all in hindi and sprog one of the reasons probably why we don't have a, a recording of of the interview uh, not the real reason but the fake reason is that i had to speak to him in hindi and i don't want to <laughs> I, i don't want to subject the world to that <laughs> listen th- that is exactly what our listeners tune in for they they, they tune in to hear you speak in hindi come uh, on uh, sorry sorry to disappoint you guys but we were in a <laughs> we were in a place um where it wasn't really easy to record so you'll have to hear me paraphrasing the whole thing uh, yes tell us uh, yeah uh, and he cho- he chose to meet us after the game because he wasn't entirely sure what the warm up routine is and everything yeah, so I didn't yeah. want to disturb him before the game as well so yep. uh, he came out and spoke <clears throat> to us and he was um is really like he's really enjoying it here i think in australia it's um, it's a, like it's an easy country to come to if you're an indian i think because there's just so many indian people here and it's not like his experience in japan where like amjot and him were the only indians there and like they had to cook their own indian food or find that yeah. one well, restaurant in tokyo where you can that get and that and and as weak as his um, i mean now i'm just not saying his english is weak but he he speaks passable english whereas Japanese is a third language, you know. That's right. Um, so in in Australia, at least he can he can get by on English. Yeah, uh, and he he lives with some friends of his, and like he, uh, he's happy playing PlayStation during non-training hours, and like. What does said, he play? Uh, I don't know. So he said he just plays PlayStation. He didn't really get into um, too much, but uh, yeah. he was pretty happy about living with some friends, and they like they're all Punjabi guys, and they all like cook a lot of butter chicken and stuff like that. Of course. Ah, uh, sounds like a great household. It is a great household, and he's got friends and family in every Australian city. So he's got a sister who lives That's in amazing. Perth. He's got friends who live yeah. in Brisbane. Um, he's got some people here in Melbourne, and of course, um, I said the next time if if he continues, if he gets another chance yeah. and stays next year, I'd like to invite him over for dinner and stuff like that. So he's yeah, yeah. Um, he's got people everywhere, and he's um, he's quite happy about it. He was uh, mm-hmm. pretty candid about a few things um, in terms of. Um, like just just his teammates and everything so it took him a while to get that comfortable i think he started to he started to say like really interview scripted type stuff like you know all my teammates are great they're very supportive and they like they all all that but by the end of those 15 20 minutes that we got a chance to speak to him he was like uh these guys like 
they're all like star players at some point they've all been mvps of the nbl so they kind of um they think they can do it themselves so he's he was quite open about the fact that um you know he, uh, it's it's not really a great fit in terms of team um mm-hmm. and so and one of the guys asked uh, one of my friends asked him so like is it possible for the coach to intervene and do something and he just yeah. he just started cracking up you know and and he said like <laughs> oh man <laughs> he, he said um imagine if we were like ongc and we were all like superstars and we just didn't feel like playing and yeah. if the coach comes uh, and says something you think we'll listen to the coach <laughs> so, uh, but that's uh, it, a difficult situation it is it is uh, so what are his did you get to a chance to ask him like uh, what does he feel are his like long term prospects uh, he just wants to make the most of the opportunity so he he thinks he's definitely getting better in terms of uh, the physical aspect of the game the technical aspect of the game um um cool. so he he wants to make the most of the situation so he isn't sure yet whether they'll renew his contract he's got a contract until the end of this season um mm-hmm. that's i think february um march if they make the playoffs but they are eighth out of eight teams so i don't see oh. that happening um mm-hmm. yeah so um he's got he doesn't know what his next uh, few things will be the way he's speaking about it it feels like he's going to go back home and play for punjab police he signed for punjab police instead of ongc this year um so he doesn't know what it's going to happen but if he gets another chance he's obviously uh, he's going to make that progress and he he's, he acknowledged the challenge of the team and the coach um not really knowing whether there is a long term future for him so not being able to dedicate that much time for him apart from you know being trying to fix this situation of a crazy misfit roster um yeah. and and an underachieving team so so there's a like pluses and minuses there but uh, it was a real pleasure speaking to him like really humble guy um re- really good to you know he was happy that we came out and saw him and stuff like that he mm-hmm. he texted at the end of the games uh, uh, after we went back that you know he was he was great to meet us and everything so um a bit surreal to to actually meet like <laughs> india india center and he's he's massive yeah. so Uh, we used yeah, yeah, yeah. his uh, 610 frame to take a great selfie <laughs> i saw that photo yeah <laughs> i mean that's that's great to hear koshik and it's awesome that you got to go see him um and and like j- j- because it is it's so surreal we never thought that we'd be talking about an indian player in nbl that's and right. then having uh, having hoop darshan live in in the arena um so on that note i i think we can extend this amritpal conversation even a bit further yeah. our guest for today is Vishnu Ravi Shankar who's part of the uh the, basically the player the player agency i mean for the, uh, Vishnu will explain better uh who helped take Amritpal to Australia who helped take Amjot out to the US who helped a, uh, a bunch of these players get um placed in Japan etc so uh he, and and Vishnu will give us a lot more detail about uh amritpal's pro career and like how others can follow on his footsteps that's it and and just for, uh, listeners if you if the name sounds familiar he has been on hoop darshan back way back yes. in episode 19 uh to talk a lot of nba but i think we'll we'll focus on a lot of amritpal related stuff uh for this episode so i'm excited to bring back vishnu ravi shankar on hoop darshan uh as koshik said you guys have definitely heard you know his name before on our podcast he was here way back in episode 19 where we talked we went like really deep into the nba uh but this time we'll talk about matters much closer at home vishnu is the business head of pursuit india and he's been responsible for helping 
so many of our current top players find professional opportunities. You know, we talked about Amritpal, Amjot Singh, Yadvinder Singh, Kalpreet, and you know, uh, help place players in Japan and Australia. Uh, so, Vishnu, how are you doing? We, we've been talking about Amritpal a lot today. Have you been following Amritpal, uh, his story in in Australia? Yeah, of course, of course, Karan. It's good to be back uh, on the podcast, and yeah, I mean, it's good to be talking about uh, play, things close to home, like you said. Uh, and I've been like obviously closely following Amritpal, yeah. speaking to him almost every other day. Uh, his progress has been good uh, with the Sydney Kings. Um, there's not much of uh, uh, you know, if you want to see the games, you have to subscribe to Vecta. I think uh, NBL is on Vecta. Yeah. Uh, but I've been, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, uh, do, do you want to just like throw them a shout out? Like, how do people subscribe to that in India? Yeah. So the uh, Vecta is a multi-sport platform, and uh, one of the uh, channels is the NBL. So uh, I guess it's just. A Paid service like you know the the league pass, and if people want to watch the NBL games, they have to subscribe to Vector. Uh, but in, but the Sydney King, yeah, VQPA, that's right, that's right. Uh, but the Sydney Kings and the NBL have been throwing us some highlights from time to time. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So Kaushik actually was at the game um, a couple of days ago when uh, Amritpal came to town to because uh, he's in Melbourne and Sydney went to Melbourne to play. He got a chat with Amritpal after the game, and obviously, you thanks, know, Amritpal thanks to, just thanks to Vishnu, by the way, who who hooked that up. Um, and Amritpal, as usual, was just super humble, super nice. Um, I'll be curious in knowing uh, Vishnu. You know, uh, give us sort of like the step by step of how you guys at Pursuit help make this happen. Like for me, the, the interest is of other, you know, the, the, the next Amritpal in the country. The next big deal in the country. How do they? Um, I, I think I think your story with Amritpal will help motivate them too. Like just to see how how this works out. Right, right, right. So um, specifically with regard to Amritpal, uh, it was uh, a long process. Uh, you know, involving multiple steps. Uh, at that time, you know, when we had just started pursuit uh, a couple of years back. Um, it it was basically we knew who are the uh, you know brightest talent in the country, yeah. and obviously as you know the top two guys are Amjot and Amritpal, mm. right? So uh, in terms of opportunities, uh, trying getting them opportunities abroad, these are the first guys who were able to get that exposure through Japan, right? Mm. And uh, subsequently uh, we were trying for other places, uh, and we had to build uh, relationships in each uh, you know geographic location. Australia, we had actually reached out, uh, you know, to a number of. Uh, I looked up actually, you know, how it happened. I looked up agents in Australia. I looked up FIBA agents um, uh, who are Australia based, and it's there on the FIBA website. And I reached out to each one of them through cold emails, you know, uh, sending out, you know, the, we have these guys. We have. I sent some mixtapes. Uh, is it possible for something in the first or second division in Australia? And like similarly, I reached out to, you know. Uh, people in other geographic locations as well, and uh, one of uh, the agents who got back to us, um, uh, he basically uh, helped you know a lot, helped a great deal in making this happen. It all started out with the combine. He had informed us that you know there is an NBL combine which is happening, which is like an open tryout. Uh, so why don't you send your guys uh, down, right? And 
uh, at that time it was uh, basically nbl is a very high quality competitive league mm. i think after uh, the nba and the euro league it's is probably up there with you know the top top 4 5 leagues in the world yeah. right uh, um, so uh, the, obviously the the level was very high and uh, we wanted to send only the best guys so out of our guys definitely we wanted to send amjot and amitpal Yeah. Uh, we also mentioned. We also told this to Vishesh, uh, you know, because he's one of our best players, and yeah. we want him also to get get the opportunity. Uh, although he's not with us, but uh, these three guys and Yadwinder also was interested in going. Yeah. So started out with the combine. I think Kaushik, you met them. You met these guys over there, right? That's um, right. Yeah. So that, yeah, that was a two-day process. And out of uh, all the guys, Amritpal was the player who impressed uh, the teams the most. you know they had coaches and scouts from each team at the combine um and surely because i mean because of his size uh, his you know uh, play around the basket especially on the offensive end um they hadn't seen um, you know uh, they don't usually have that much of size in, in the league he's almost 7 feet 6 11 or so uh, and he and he's fast and he runs the floor which is very important for a big man Yeah. So um they so we got uh, interest from a couple of NBL teams Sydney a couple of other teams uh, I think New Zealand and Cairns as well uh, but Sydney I was most uh, concrete in terms of the interest and they invited him back uh, to go down there and uh, uh, you know that time the the process was uh, I mean he had to come from India right it's not like he's a local guy he yeah. just walk in yeah. gym over there So and it's not like they were they were sponsoring his travel over there and all that stuff. So we had to help him out with that, uh, getting him down there, um, uh, and it all paid off because in the, when he went down to Sydney, he impressed even further. Yeah. And uh, after that, the 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 next step, the third step was that uh, they wanted him to travel to China yeah. for an invitational tournament. Well, Sydney yeah. Kings practice team was being. They were taking like an extended squad uh, with you know a bunch of probables as also, and uh, that he, the, in that tournament uh, it it was called the Atlas Challenge. He had a great uh, tournament. He was yeah. averaging a double. Uh, the Sydney Kings won the tournament in the final. I think he scored like some seventeen points, fifteen rebounds, something like that. Uh, overall, great tournament for him. And immediately, like a few days after the tournament, uh, we got the offer. uh so uh basically you know it was all it was about us putting him in the right position but then he made that pay off you know uh if he didn't perform in those times then all of this wouldn't have happened so uh and and wish you all you know i'll add like even one more sort of complication to this whole process which i think like a lot of people gloss over because we think like we name we name so many countries in just your you know your little explanation we talked about japan we talked about obviously he was back in india he was in australia he was in china he came back and went to lebanon for the free base shakeup and the qualifiers and as indians we need visas to get to all these places it's a lot of travel it's a lot of arrangement this stuff is really complicated right and i'm sure like the, the i mean as we saw i think it was last year when amritpal didn't get his uh, taiwan visa for the william jones like this stuff can be really complicated you know uh, so It's it's a miracle that it's all sort of like worked out, or should I say not a miracle, but like thanks to you guys too for like helping out with all the background stuff. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, I mean, these things are not easy. Uh, a lot of planning beforehand. You're right about that, especially the visa process. You know, arranging the travel, ticketing, all of that kind of stuff. You know, making sure that he's there on time. Plus, you know, these guys are 
big guys so like yeah, you know yeah. it, we need to make sure that the flight is they, they i mean they don't have to travel too long before tournaments yeah. if they because they lead to back injuries all that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. so uh, in terms of that yeah it's a complicated process but uh, i must say amritpal has handled it you know pretty well in terms of his adjust- hmm. uh, yeah. and uh, you know how he's growing as a person as a player uh kudos to him because um, he's he's truly like you know he knows it's not like we had to assist him to that extent you know even over there like i'll just give you an example uh when he was there in sydney uh, after a few games uh, we were telling him that you know in your off time you should we can arrange for like a trainer or a gym for you you know to work on your game and um, this is something i had in mind i was going to tell him and but he himself you know uh was telling our a guy over there a partner over there in australia that you know i'm looking for a gym i'm looking for training without even us having to push him you know mm-hmm. that shows a, a professional who uh, you know a professional player who wants to work on his game and get better so a, a, in that sense uh, uh, it's uh, i think he's going to get a lot better you know after this nbl season there'll be big, bigger things for him i'm sure Uh, Vishnu, I want to talk to you about uh, Amritpal's performances. So I've I've been keeping a track of it, trying to watch as many Sydney Kings games as possible, and I also get got Amritpal's own perspective about it. You know, in the twenty minutes that I got to speak to him, um, you've obviously been in his ear for a little longer, and you said you speak to him pretty much every day. So, what what do you think of his performances so far? Whatever little chances he's getting, and I I was telling this to Karan as well. He's in he's in a team that's probably like not the best of fits in terms of you know how how a team should be built. and played together so he's getting his chances are few and far between but he's making the most of it so what do you think personally about his performances positives negatives improvement and stuff like that and i think i i, I think largely it's been it's been positive um whatever ta- little time he's get you know initially he got limited minutes but whatever limited time he got he made it count um in fact uh, If you look at the stats right now for all the players in the Sydney Kings, he has the highest field goal percentage. Um, so that's uh, that's pretty good in itself. You know, the one start he got, he converted all of his three shots. It was hundred percent from the field. Uh, so on the offensive end, he's doing great, they, and they love him on offense. On defense, he's getting better. I would say he needs to uh, because you know the players over there are very very fast. He needs to uh, move quicker on defense. Um, that's something that he's working on. Uh, he's Working on improving his lateral quickness, his jump, or his timing, all of that kind of stuff. Um, uh, so on the defensive end, it's a process. I think he's getting better. On offense, he's doing very well, and they're very happy with him for that. Uh, but more importantly, you know, like you mentioned, the Sydney Kings right now is not doing so well. Uh, uh, they're they're bottom place in the league, but uh, the situation that he's in, he's learning a lot and he's getting better. Uh, the guy who who is the starting center. uh has around you know 100 plus nba games experience so you know even like going against him in practice in scrimmage is is huge for him you know some something that uh, he'll definitely learn from um uh, and the coach uh, andrew gaze uh he's he's a legend like he's an australian legend so uh and he's played in the nba as well with the spurs he's uh, you know has numerous records in the nbl uh you know points rebounds whatever it is but like uh his basketball mind is is very is very sharp and it's something that amrit is rubbing off on amrit par as well his they they all they all love him over there you know purely because he's so humble down to earth his personality is very affable uh somebody you can really you know relate to and that's important as an ambassador you know if you're somebody coming in from a particular country for the first time like the first indian player in the nbl 
you need to have that kind of personality which gels with others right and that's something that he has so it's good for you know the future players coming in um what do you feel i mean amritpal is definitely sort of a trade blazer vishnu he's you know he's for what he's doing um and he's definitely going to pave the way for a lot more future players but for amritpal himself specifically you you hinted that that there could be bigger things in the future for him what what, what sort of future prospects are we looking at well uh, so right now if you look at it the nbl season is ending in march right and immediately after that is the commonwealth games uh, which is happening in australia incidentally um which he would be required to participate in uh but what we're looking at is um, definitely i think the next target would be either a better contract in the nbl or something in europe uh we are in talks with um, our, our partners in europe uh, for something for amritpal uh in fact before he went to australia uh, there was also a competing offer from the russian first division uh it's called the btb league uh but we took we took sydney purely because of the situation there it, was, it it worked out much better in terms of the coach the players the league all of that kind of stuff um but uh, you know there are offers which are coming in for him i would say that um and it's just about choosing the best possible options and i think you know like amjot how we how we worked out the g league that's something that uh, we want to try for amitpal also in the future so uh definitely it's about him getting better for now and i think uh, next year and the year after that uh, we can place him in much better leagues uh you spoke briefly about amjot vishnu um very quickly think of his progress in the g league so far he's also getting um like he's making whatever minutes he gets count right based on what i can see from far away Yeah definitely Amjot uh, Amjot is in a great place right now I mean in terms of facilities training so the OKC blue uh, uh, very luckily for him uses the same facilities as the Thunder because uh, they both are based in Oklahoma City only like some of the G League teams are based in other cities from their uh, NBA affiliates so uh, but here they use the exact same facilities and the training staff uh, everyone are viewing him as a project you know uh, he he's somebody who uh, i mean the game comes very naturally to him uh, he just needs to work on uh, the other aspects uh, his skill set is you know very very high uh, the other aspects i'm talking about is you know his strength and conditioning there's something that he's working on improving because at that level these things matter right uh, so uh, but whatever limited minutes he gets he's making it count he 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 has a, as as we all know he has a very sweet stroke so uh, if he's open on the three point line he's going to train it and that's what he's been doing he's been doing um uh, and he mostly been playing when you know the team is really up or it's a blow or or they're getting blown out uh, but either way it's uh, again it's like something which is you know he's a great position he's getting better he's working on his strength and conditioning his skill sets uh he he has the best staff around him in terms of trainers and coaches uh so for him also you know if 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 the nba or the g league um, you know if that doesn't continue then there will be very good offer, offers from him from other places say europe or australia yeah i think the key thing to notice here is that a lot of these things uh, just due to the nature of like short term contracts and stuff like that it it's so vital for these guys to make the most of whatever little uh 
chance they get and these guys they know what position they are in and they, they know that this is an opportunity that they've been given which probably other uh, you know other players in the past in india haven't been able to and they definitely are giving it their absolute best and i i, I think as a fan uh, and definitely for you as in uh, as the agency uh, vishnu you, you can't expect anything more than that yeah for sure i mean if you want to pick any two guys i mean these two guys are you know great examples and sort of role models for the for the for the kids to come i mean we look at this as only the beginning you know amjot and amitpal are there but uh, we are looking at the future like we feel like you know there's going to be a lot more kids coming out who can play you know outside especially you know with like uh, things like the nba academy starting uh, all these guys getting top notch training uh yeah, this possibility that them get going and start being you know playing college ball in the us uh, whatever the case may be uh, uh, we are we are there to scout out these kids and you know get, help them get opportunities so that's our aim uh and it's only a, it's only a matter of time i think you know uh, if if they, they, there wasn't anybody doing it before but i feel like if there's a concentrated effort now uh, in terms of both you know management uh, company like us helping these kids as well as you know a training facility like the nba academy or other facilities or maybe sending these kids abroad to train or something like that uh in terms of that we feel like given the population there's going to be a lot more kids coming out uh yeah vishnu that was that's uh definitely like a positive note for us to think about in the future who who are the next amrit pals and amjots who do you feel are the are the guys that we should keep a watch out for in indian basketball Oh if you look at the if you look at the young kids uh, there's some really interesting prospects with the NBA academy uh there's a kid called Aman Sandhu yeah. uh yeah so he's uh, i think he's going to make it big if he just keeps his head on focuses um something i mean i mean he's he's touching you know he's getting i think he'll grow up to 7 feet or maybe more than that uh he's already like 6'10 or something and uh he's he's getting a lot fitter he he lost all his baby fat Uh, he he was chubby when I met him. Like, like that kid has had way too way too much ghee in his early life. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and now he looks he looks much more like a like a baller. You know, like uh, he looks better. And uh, uh, they, uh, not only him, uh, there's also Kispal in the academy. There's Sajin Matthew from the academy from Kerala. Uh, you know, these are the players to look out for in the future. Uh, I think what we desperately need are guards in India. You know, like as our performances have shown in these international tournaments, that like I don't think we have a okay. Not that we have, we fix the problem of big guys, but we have a a large reservoir of bigs, uh, and very few just like elite. Too many. Very few elite ball handlers. No, that's very true. That's very true. Uh, you know, like you said, like you look at the performances in the Asia tournaments are. Uh, You know, the, the, if we had, we need to be desperately lack in that department. Yeah. Good guard play, good ball handling. Uh, Vishesh, you know, we sorely missed missed Vishesh. Obviously, he's the, our best guy. But yeah. obviously, like in any country, you can't rely on you know three guys. You can't rely yeah. on Vish, the three at all times. You need yeah. to have a reservoir of players. You know, yeah. because a lot of times, if you look at other teams in other countries, uh, it's not like they'll say like New Zealand can't say that Stephen Adams is not playing for us. Yeah. So we're yeah. missing out on the center. Yep. you know they have like tons of other players will be there right so that's the kind of thing that needs to be created here also for sure uh, vishnu thank you so much for your time and thanks for um, 
just generally like the work pursuit india is doing uh, i wish you guys best of luck for the future because the better you do the better indian basketball is going to do eventually you know um so again thanks for joining us on hoop darshan yeah thanks vishnu and thanks again for like hooking me up with the amritpal meeting as well it was fantastic to speak to uh, as such a star player and like i sp- told karan bit before you came on to the episode it's it's actually quite um, quite stunning just like unbelievable almost that you're standing next to one of india's best players uh, yeah thanks for making that happen oh definitely it's my pleasure thanks for having me and and do let me know you know uh, he's going to be touring melbourne again uh, i can get you a more access absolutely that'd be great thanks sushno well all right thanks guys so i want to thank vishnu ravi shankar for joining us on episode 56 of hoop darshan um and it's it's always here to have so, it's, it's always great to have someone who has uh just so much background uh information and so much background experience of how to actually make the wheels turn in indian basketball you know uh, i think most of the fans and uh, most of the fans and even most of the media only see the final product they see who made it to the g league who's in australia we only see the stats and it's nice to have someone tell us the background story about uh, guys like amrit pal and amjot yeah absolutely uh, there's just so much that these guys go through on a day to day basis uh, it's it's nice that you know he he's also there to give them that sort of support he's he's trying to reach out to the right people make sure that the best um, situation happens for all of these players so that's uh, it's really important to for, so for some of these players uh, to have people like this in 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 their lives as well so um, I, i thought it was great having a chat with him yeah and then uh, also on a related note um speaking of amjot i i got to speak to amjot in detail uh, i've been speaking to him in, over the last couple of weeks while he's he's been primarily in oklahoma city because he's playing with the blue but he's also traveling around and he's you know he's going to dallas or he's going to chicago he's it's he's living the grind of the g league life um mm-hmm. and uh, we had a really interesting conversation i want to plug my article coming soon about him because uh, he is he is breaking barriers in his own way he's living a very interesting life um and uh, just lo- look forward to that oh it's fantastic uh, th- these kind of interviews are always great so i definitely look forward to he- uh, reading this and you guys should assist us as well uh, so before we wrap up karan we uh, do you want to do you want to touch on some nba topics we briefly introduced the the hoop session derby if you you yes. know Uh, well yeah obviously i think the most important storyline of the day slash i would say the next few months is really the fact that i'm the current trophy championship holder of the hoop darshan derby uh <laughs> not not my nicks have defeated your lakers um it's a it, 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 it's a very flimsy trophy no one really uh, pays attention to it despite this being uh, two of the most popular franchises in the history uh <laughs> uh i i'm i'm especially happy that uh when your point guard um, you, you know your your other your, your second your, your second best rookie this season when he <laughs> came into when he, when he came into the garden daring to wear his face over a, a nas album t- uh uh cover he had his face superimposed on that i'm i'm really glad that kristaps porzingis sort of set the seas back and 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 put him in his place i was really proud about that so all you're saying is like 36 latvia is greater than uh, lonzo lonzo nas 
think these like rap references are going above my head, but all I'm saying is that all I'm saying is that our uh, our Latvian superstar is more big baller than going to play in Lithuania. So that that is true. <laughs> we should probably do do justice to the. Just look to like normalcy in the world by not talking about big baller or or Lithuania or any of that shit. But um, you're right about the game though. Um, I think it was like, a great game. It was a fantastic game. I didn't expect the game of this kind of quality, especially in the middle of the like third quarter, fourth quarter. There was just yeah. scoring happening on either end. Make... It, was, it was so fast, uh, and I, I think like here's like a here's like a lukewarm take. Uh, hmm. Kristaps Porzingis is bloody awesome. <laughs> Hell yes, I was I was having pretty much like the same um, like what was going through my head as much as that because in my family m- m- my wife is a Laker fan too, so we have this friendly rivalry as well. Oh, so there's um, the Madhuk household derby as well. There, there's a household derby. Although she's very much also on like she she doesn't dislike the Knicks. She's a big Porzingis fan too. Yeah. Um. So I, I and. And I realized, first of all, how young both these teams are. Right. And it's it's hard to expect quality basketball from young teams. You see them try hard, sure, um, but they usually don't play that well. So it was it was fun to see that game go well. And um, although I think we have the best player in this derby, Porzingis, I think you have the best overall young talent. I think between Ingram and Lonzo and um, um, shit, that I'm forgetting his name. Uh, you're, 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 well, of course, no, of course, Kuzma, Julius Randle, Jordan Clarkson. Like, the uh, Larry Nance play? Is he healthy right now? Yes, yes. So the, the, there's so many guys. The Lakers just have so many of these young pieces. I don't think all of them gonna are gonna stay when you guys try to get Paul George slash LeBron James next next uh, year. But I I I I really respect that team's young talent. Uh, and especially Ingram, he's going to be a superstar. He's he's just showing flashes of greatness already. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I, I completely agree with you that um, the the Lakers' core is is really nice. Uh, they're very very young, so they're still a few years away from you know what the finished product might look like. What everything we've seen so far from this team uh, is just really really exciting. I think you're you're right about Brandon Ingram. He's he's amazing, and he didn't have. The greatest of games uh, in the garden, but uh, and and I also yeah, think he was. The, the he had to go in, against a unicorn. It's 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 rare to have a good game against a unicorn. That's right, and like <laughs> uh, I feel like the Knicks played him really well too, uh, and you know he's got those lengthy arms and he drives by people so easily. But when you've yeah. got a seven three monster waiting for you in the weak side, uh, it can be a bit difficult. <laughs> um, I wanted the two of them to match up more often because that to me is the weird, exciting future of the NBA. These Huge big guys who can shoot really well, put the ball on the floor. Yeah. Um, the Ingram Porzingis thing is, it could be a really fun matchup to watch out for the future. It could, it could indeed. Uh, I was actually uh, really impressed with your your team as well. The uh, the other rookie that you the rookie oh. that you have, Frank Nil- Frankie Nicotine. Frank, He's I amazing. Yeah, I don't particularly like that name. It feels like it, people are lazy and. They don't want don't. to say Nilekina properly, but <laughs> um, yeah, Frank Nilekina. He is. That's right. I'm happy now. He's though. amazing. <laughs> yeah, he's he's amazing. He's he's a he's got like big baller genes in him. Um, forgive me for using that. Uh, he does. That, that, he, he he's not afraid of the moment. That's right. Uh, and you could see that like young confidence in him. Uh, I was a big fan of his game as well. And of course, like Porzingis, we don't need to uh, really 
elucidate how much how amazing he is he's like 7 foot 3 he shoots amazing he can dribble the ball he can block you can't ask for a better you know franchise cornerstone uh, to build around so i'm i'm actually like quite excited for your next current they, they may not be the worst you know uh, they might not these... be the worst thank you yeah. <laughs> that so, is the baseline these days though that the that's a great line so i i was at the garden a few weeks ago oh, uh, a friend right. of mine yeah after a long time i i actually went to see a new york knicks game in person it was it was an amazing experience they lost but it's uh well, porzingis didn't play tim hardaway junior didn't play so that's my excuse but it's <laughs> win or lose it's it's always the most electrifying experience at a, at any basketball game ever there this the, the fans bring so much energy into the game mm-hmm. and i walked away really impressed by nelly kina's performances you know he's coming off the bench right now to jai jack but by the time the season's over he's going to be the starting point guard for sure um enes canter is amazing i just love what he brings to this team um and it was just uh, even so all, all around the the arena you know all, all the souvenir stores in new york nearby the garden of course porzingis is the main guy but nilikina has become like the second fan favorite already so um, I, he, I i really hope is he everybody's second son he's everybody's second son right now <laughs> uh, and, and i really hope that these are uh, like this franchise cornerstone stays yeah absolutely and there's nothing nothing more the league would flourish from rather than having like a good lakers and a good nick team so yeah the, the hoop dash and derby would be good for the nba that's right like i said guys friendliest derby in the world uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple of other important things um, or like good good things going on in the nba the houston rockets are on or are they're on fire they're uh, killing it they're killing it they're, did you think this would go this well I knew that they would be a great regular season team because that's what Mike D'Antoni does that's what uh, James Harden is known to do like they, they have never really uh, I don't think Mike D'Antoni except for the years with the Knicks really because he he never had the the point guard that he needed mm-hmm. um he every time you give Mike D'Antoni an above average point guard and by above average I'm starting Jeremy Lin onwards you yes. give him a Jeremy Lin or better point guard he's going to have a winning record he is just a genius he's a basketball mastermind uh and for him to turn uh James Harden first of all into a, the primary ball handler and then letting them go it's been it's been exciting to watch they they, they have you know except for garbage time they always have a hall of fame point guard on the floor like right. the way they play I was watching them play against the hornets yesterday uh they start off with both Harden and and Chris Paul then Chris Paul rests about 5 or 6 minutes into the game Mm-hmm. and then Harden rests at the end of the fourth quarter and then Chris Paul comes in and they basically alternate from then on onwards yeah so it's there is no let off if you're if you're the opposition you have a a guy who's going to destroy you at all times yeah that's that's insane uh, i i was watching that same game that you mentioned uh, it, i felt a bit sad for charlotte because they were down like 20 or 25 and then they they came Houston, back Houston played like such amazing defense to force shot clock violations and i was just like uh, yeah it would be it would be sad to be the charlotte team right now but um, yeah uh, i I'm, i'm really impressed by rockets as well i uh, i noticed that you like you put that qualifier on that they a great regular season team you think, yes you think that's still the case this year as well i feel like they've got a little more depth a little more um, overall game they're not that streaky um, and, and i feel like if if they 
just continue playing this well they they are going to have the confidence and they do have the skill set to you know potentially just cause golden state some trouble i'm not saying they're going to win i'm not saying mm. they'll go to seven games but i feel like golden state has a worthy opponent that like they can't dismiss the rockets like they used to so i have like uh, two answers to that i think first of all the the warriors know well enough not to dismiss the 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 other good teams in the western conference cuz unlike um, unlike the the sort of lebron teams in the east and, and of course the lebron teams in the east have, have been challenged too you know the pacers and the bulls over the years took them to uh, close uh, game 7s in um, well not the bulls but the pacers definitely took them to game 7 in the conference finals mm-hmm. but what i mean with the warriors is the west has always had whether it's been the spurs or whether it's been the thunder before durant left them there's always been a really really dangerous team for for the warriors to deal with so I don't mm-hmm. think they they're ever going to take the second or third best team in the conference easily. Um they'll take they'll take the Rockets seriously for sure this, this season. But that said, I still feel that the in the when the playoffs come along, the mm-hmm. Warriors just have too many different types of options both offensively and def- defensively. I think the Rockets just have a single uh one gear. They can play one way and and that's the only way to success. Whereas by adding Kevin Durant, I think the Warriors have just been like they could play by the like the Rockets without Durant, like with Steph Curry as the fulcrum, mm-hmm. or if they just wanted to be the team that breaks you down on the half court offense and just scores every single possession, they have they have KD for that. Um, defensively, they're an elite team. They're shot blocking at apparently like a historic rate this season, mm-hmm. which is something else that the Rockets don't possess. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, this is sort of like a good. Uh, like, conversation changer to our next point mm-hmm. i i don't think they can beat the spurs in the playoffs the rockets i honestly yeah. think after seeing what well first of all they had that historic collapse last year to the spurs which i'll never forgive james harden for and um, i the spurs are going to be there man the spurs are going to make the conference finals again yeah I, I, oh i can't i can't disagree with that at all you never count out Uh, a popovich team you never count out the spurs and especially since uh, our main man kawhi leonard is back right now and you know without without a top like three player in the league i i would definitely put kawhi in the top three player in the league uh, they're still at like a 60% record that is yeah. that is an insane team that is an insane franchise and i know they don't have like the the fancy names on the on paper like golden yeah. state or houston or any cavaliers do but that is a solid team it, it's know, they, an amazing they, they, team and we we just my mind just keeps going back to that first half of the western conference uh, fin- finals last year where you know spurs really yes. frightened golden state and i felt yep. like that was real and not just a little blip that you know we see these runs in the nba i felt like that was legit and i felt like we've been robbed of a good spurs warriors series two yep. years in a row uh, yep so uh, they'll be uh, no no thanks to zaza for that That's um, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh but but that said yeah I, i agree with you and and you know we were talking about how uh, whether or not the warriors was oh, sorry whether or not the rockets were surprising this season i was not surprised by the spurs at all not one bit uh, yeah. <laughs> after the start even without kawhi because if there's one thing we know about popovich he will figure out the best possible potential for the players he ha- he, he is rolling with so if there's no tony parker there's no uh, kawhi he made lamarcus aldridge uh, play back to his like portland days Rudy Gay side playing really well. They have a bunch of like these young guards, you know, Brian Forbes and um 
uh, Deontay Murray. Like these guys, they, they just show up. There's no, there's no let down from San Antonio. Are the greatest human being on earth, Pau Gasol, continues right. to just chug, continues to just chug along. So uh, I'm really happy for Kawhi to return. Uh, and uh, I know they lost in this first game back, and it's going to be a few weeks of uh, reshuffling just to see what you know, um, mm-hmm. just to see how he fits in. I feel, and this is my not very hot take. Is that he's gonna like Lamarcus will continue being the team's primary scoring option now? I think Kawhi only became the primary scoring option because he had to. He had no option, and he's he's more comfortable as being the best defender in in the team. Um, I think they're gonna continue going to Lamarcus first and Kawhi as like the closer in in sort of tense situations. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think we'll see a completely different first team this year uh, in in like the most non spurs way because of course they're going to be the same consistent team but definitely yeah. I think LaMarcus is going to have a bigger role uh, Spop and uh, LMA came out this summer with that uh, with all that talk about how maybe they didn't work the best with each other and it has been mm-hmm. kind of a failure so far and yeah. uh, both of them acknowledged that they needed to make changes and everything and it's it's paying off right now and it'll yeah. be really interesting to see how that changes once Kawhi is back because I, I think I'm completely on uh, agree with you in the sense that Kawhi took over because he had to uh, yeah. and that's not Nobody saw that coming, of course. Firstly, and secondly, I think like they will try to maximize both of them in the team and not just let Kawhi run the show. Um, yeah. M- my personal hope is that um, Spurs and Warriors finish three and two, so that we see them earlier, and then like the winner uh-huh. plays plays like the winner maybe of the Rockets. And I don't know. I still have hope in the Thunder. I don't know whether that that's gonna happen. I but, I have uh, hope too, but but they're so disappointing. They're they, just like they, really they won yesterday, but they're just. They don't feel like they're a team yet, you know. Yes, yeah, I feel like they, they like they they're gonna mix it up a little bit. Maybe Melo comes off the bench, maybe plays more uh, with the second unit or whatever. But they they'll figure it out. There's just too much yeah. talent there. So so before we close, Kaushik, do you have any other uh, players or teams that you just want to shout out that that have sparked your interest over the last few weeks? Uh, I think I want to speak a little bit about the Sixers. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think I expected them to be this consistent, and they're like <laughs> they're a super young team. Yeah, uh, Ben Simmons is is literally his rookie year, even though he was with the team last yeah. year. Uh, and Embiid is, uh, I'm like crossing fingers, touching wood, whatever it is. He yeah, is yeah. Not injured yet, and he's like he's been pretty <laughs> pretty consistent, and he's he's amazing. I think it's amazing to have a player like Embiid in the league. And regardless of whatever happens, I know they're in the Eastern Conference and so on. But uh, it, it is not normal for for such a young team to be in the playoff contention. So yep. uh, I feel like they deserve some. They deserve a shout out. They, they've been playing amazing, and the future looks quite bright for them. And we haven't even seen what Markel Fultz might be. Uh, it's definitely a, like a good time to be a Philly fan. Yeah, between um, like Simmons is is why seems to be mature beyond his like on court mature beyond his years. Like he just sees the game at a few seconds before everyone else. It, it's almost like his court vision wise, he reminds me of a young LeBron. Right. Like you knew that there was something special in this guy. Whether or not he can, I know he's got a lot of lot of weaknesses. Still can't shoot, mm-hmm. but if if you have some, if you have one skill like that, that is maybe you know a top ten in NBA history floor vision already i think he's gonna he's gonna be he's gonna be just fine he's gonna be a pretty great player absolutely uh, 
Embiid, I what can I say? I want to add to the chorus of like I, I'm just happy to have him in the NBA. Happy to have his personality in the NBA. We need we need people like him to quote Scarface, right. <laughs> because we need someone who who goes out and like eggs on his opponents, talks talks a bit of shit, uh, just like creates some drama in the league. So yeah. it's great. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for this team too. Definitely. Um, uh, speaking of uh, Ben Simmons, I, I know you just said that you know he looks like a looks like a baller from minute one. Uh, I, I want to like blow my own trumpet a little bit here. So in <laughs> <laughs> about five minutes after his first preseason performance, I saw this yeah. very same thing. Yeah. Uh, and and I put a bet on him to win the Rookie of the Year. Uh, and the the Rookie of the Year markets were so smashed. Are you talking about the original preseason or this year's preseason? This year's preseason, so he didn't play last year's preseason, right? Oh, because he got hurt in the summer league, right? When did yeah. last year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so when I saw him, he just looked so special. I put that bet on, and the company mm-hmm. that I put the bet on with, like they've paid out already. The rookie it's of the crazy. year, because it's so. Like, it's, yeah. It's it's a month into the season or a month and a half, and they've already paid out. Uh, I duly did my best and like put that money straight back on James Harden to win <laughs> MVP. <laughs> it, <laughs> it it feels a bit. I know Simmons is likely, but it still feels a bit premature because it we've does. seen the way we've seen the way Donovan Mitchell has played in, in yeah. Utah. It's been very impressive. Jason yeah. Tatum could, you know, could improve. So, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's still likely gonna be Simmons. Yeah. So I'm I'm sensing that Kyle Kuzma has dropped from your rankings. Kyle Kuzma's dropped a little bit, but he's definitely higher than Lonzo. <laughs> Fair, <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Uh, Nilikina's risen, and I'm saying that without bias. Nilikina might be an um, all-rookie first team by the time the season's over. Just want to just wanna throw that out there. Yeah, there was absolutely no bias in that, was there? <laughs> I, I, I'm serious. Nilikina <laughs> might be all-rookie. I think he might be the fourth or fifth, fifth best rookie by the time the season's over. I'm just saying. He's yes, playing better than um, the more hyped... Uh, I think he's playing better than... Um, like obviously the other point guards in the class Foles, Lonzo, De'Aaron Fox uh, even Dennis Smith Jr. I think Nilikina is playing better than them so far that's just my very unbiased opinion <laughs> uh, that's fantastic any other teams that have caught your attention before we say goodbye? Uh, just shout out to Victor Oladipo in Indiana like, un- I could not have been more wrong about them more wrong about him he is playing really good basketball. I, I'm really happy for his sort of career resurgence. Mm-hmm. Did not see this coming. Yeah, nobody um, did. And yes. uh, it's it's another sort of dent to the Russell Westbrook narrative that he makes his teammates worse. I, I'm sorry I had to say this, but someone had to say this. <laughs> it's uh, I, I think the Ringer wrote a really good article about this a few days ago that almost every teammate that has left the Thunder mm-hmm. is uh, 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 playing better outside of the, the Westbrook shadow. As great as he is, um, I, I really want that narrative to change this season. I, I'm, I'm rooting for the Thunder to make it work. Rooting for all three of them to live up to their, you know, live their best lives on court. But Oladipo's resurgence has made me, like, rethink that narrative again. Uh, yeah, I'd probably wait a little bit more to conclude on anything like that. But I can't, I can't agree with you more. Uh, Oladipo's resurgence has been amazing, and it's it's such a good story to get behind. Uh, nobody, nobody saw this coming. If anybody, and we can't even say resurgence. It's just a surgence. He never really. He, this is his first time playing well, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, um, it just tells me about one, one thing about NBA players. Like they are 
they're the world's best players so you, yeah. you put you put some of these guys who've just been like in maybe uh, not the greatest of situations uh, and, and you just give them control of a team they they have the potential to step up and you know produce like this so it's 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 a great story to see and definitely well deserved shout out um, for oladipo as well all right i think that brings us to the end of uh, episode 56 of hope session we had a really good chat about amritpal and we spoke to uh, vishnu we got some good insight and um, we've touched on some nba topics as well i feel like that's a very very solid episode karan sure <laughs> chugging along <laughs> that's right uh, if you want to reach out to us um, karan is at hoopistani on twitter uh follow him and read his article about amjot in the next few days um i am at underscore kaushik7 the podcast is at hope session we are all over the place um uh, itunes podbean soundcloud uh, and and a bunch of other places so um get in touch with us if you've got any questions feel free to send them through we'll we'll try to answer it in the next episode uh, until next time then #indiabasketball <laughs>